Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, February 27th. Hope you're doing well as we move towards the end of the month of February and into spring weather. Sadly for me, happily for many of you. I know lots of you are ready for that, and so good for you. That's your weather report for the week. I'll stay away from that from here on out. (laughs) It was uh, so good to be back with you all uh, after being away last week, um, we were on vacation last week as a family, and it was a wonderful time. Well, as most of a family, at least. Uh, several of our older children couldn't be there, but uh, we were able to spend some time together. Had some car trouble along the way. That wasn't as exciting, but um, the, uh, the being away was really wonderful. And it's always really good to get back because uh, there's nothing like being with the York Alliance family. And so that was a great joy. I was just so thankful for the sense of the spirit on Sunday and uh, the excitement of uh, just being present with Jesus. It was uh, really a wonderful time. And so uh, if you were not with us, I would encourage you to go back um, and uh, listen to the podcast or uh, watch the YouTube video. Um, In that, we are working our way through the person of the Holy Spirit, who he is and how he works and what it means for us to engage his work. And that's going to be really vitally important for where we're going in this Demonstrating the Gospel series, because as I said on Sunday, it's my deep conviction that we're able to point to the person and work of Jesus in our humanity, but to demonstrate the gospel, we need to be filled with the Spirit, and the Spirit needs to be working in us, flowing through us. And so we need to be accessing him. We need to be uh, regularly connected to the Spirit, and that's what we talked about on Sunday. And so what I want to talk about uh, today and then again on Thursday are ways that we stay in step with the Spirit and uh, barriers to the Spirit, or uh, using the metaphor from Ezekiel 47, how we get into the river and how we pull ourselves out of the river and what are some of the reasons why we struggle to get into the river. And so today, I want to talk about some of the ways to get into the river. What are some of the things that we need to do if we are going to move from the banks into the river itself? So let me, uh, in no particular order, just list a few of them that have been really significant for me. Um, First of all, regularly being in the Word and in prayer, at least on a daily basis, is an essential. I don't know how you stay in step with the Spirit if you're not regularly opening up the Word, taking time in prayer to really access the voice of God, listening to God, not just talking to Him, but listening to Him. Listening to him through his word, but listening to him in the silence through his spirit, that still small voice that speaks to us. Setting aside time that can be an intentional time to build relationship is vitally important. When you think about it, you don't have a relationship with anyone that doesn't have at least some kind of time set aside for it. If uh, the only thing that you do is say hello to people in passing, it's, it's not a real relationship. It's not bad. It's just not a, an in-depth relationship. The relationships that really mean something are relationships where we've set aside time to be able to be in the presence of the other person. And so uh, as it relates to the, the life of the Spirit, it's vitally important for us to set aside time to be with him, to uh, read the word, to pray, to be intentional about our connection uh, with him. And so uh, through the Bible and prayer, at least once a day, for me, that's first thing in the morning, maybe for you at different times, uh, the time doesn't matter. It just matters that you do it, that it is uh, a regular happening within your life. 
Secondly, um, the, the process of being in step with the Spirit is staying connected through the day. So um, for me, I do this through setting alarms on my watch. So I have certain times a day, um, and they're just random times. There's no magic to them. I just set five or six alarms uh, on my watch over the course of the day, and it will just ring and remind me to stay in step with the Spirit, to listen to the voice of God. I'll ask, literally, I'll often ask myself, am I in the river right now? And if I'm not, what would it take to get there? What do I need to do to fully get in the river? So uh, reminding myself of that reality throughout the day is a vitally important piece. So for you, that may be uh, certain times a day, if you have a rhythmic uh, job or uh, a, a very kind of regimented schedule where you know what you're going to be doing day in and day out and moment by moment, there may be a kind of a rhythm to after this certain activity or after this specific meeting or whatever, you have time to uh, check your heart. Are you in step with the Spirit? Are you in the river? Um, it may be like for me, it just needs to be a, an alarm that goes off because my days are all different. And I never know what's going to be coming, but I do know that alarm's going to go off five times a day or six times a day, whatever it is, and I'm going to be able to ask the question, am I in step with the Spirit? Next, um, the, the ancients talked about these words that we don't really use anymore, but the idea of desolations and consolations. Now that's, uh, th- those are kind of odd terms, and I'm not going to uh, work to define them uh, fully or even exactly as uh, Ignatius, who, um, to my knowledge at least, was the first one to use them, defined them. But um, basically, there are certain things that uh, happen throughout the day that draw us away from God. And there are certain things that happen throughout the day that draw us towards God. That's just a natural part of the rhythm of life. So there are blessings that draw our heart close to him. There are uh, areas of frustration, things that don't go as they should, um, ways that we're tempted or drawn away from God that are desolations that pull us away from him. What, what I would encourage you to do is to figure out what draws you close and what pulls you away and be intentional about adding those things in, particularly when your heart is far from God. So I have certain rhythms that I'll only do when I'm personally feeling far from God. There are certain things that I'll listen to. There are certain activities that I'll do that I know are consolations for me. They're things that draw my heart close to him. Um, there are other things that act as desolations for me. Now, when Ignatius used those terms, he was talking about things that just happened throughout the day. But we can be intentional about building in desolations and consolations or removing desolations and building in consolations as we go through the day, activities that draw our heart close to him. So it may be that you know a certain time of day is a bad, a bad day for you or a bad time for you or certain circumstances that you could be in are bad for you. They're just not healthy for you. And so building in uh, pieces of consolation, uh, ways that you know that you're going to be able to experience the goodness of God, that could be through worship music, that could be through uh, listening to the scriptures read over you, that could be listening to sermons or podcasts, Uh, it could be uh, through certain activities, maybe it's going for a walk or going for a run, uh, being uh, physically active. Uh, There are certain things that will draw your heart towards Jesus and Um, knowing what those are and then living into those things is vitally important. The last piece that I want to unpack is uh, a, a bigger one, a little bit more significant one, but it's, um, it, it's maybe the most challenging of them, and that's being willing to lose control. 
control is the major problem in the river. I think uh, Ezekiel's picture was so beautiful because um, as Ezekiel is led further and further down the river, it goes from his ankles to his knees to his waist to finally being over his head. And that feeling of being over his head, uh, that's a, a, a significant loss of control. He has uh, gotten to a place where he's no longer in control and instead the river has taken over. And we have to be willing to get there. And that's really uncomfortable for a lot of us. Um, the, the reality is when we talk about the Holy Spirit, there are many of us that um, struggle with that conversation, not because we're not willing to be connected to the Spirit, but because we are unwilling to lose control. Uh, we don't want to be in a position where the weird stuff is happening and all those crazy things with crazy people are going on. We don't want to be those people. Well, the reality is if I'm not willing to be those people, if I'm not willing to lose control, I'm going to struggle to stay in the river. And so I want to encourage you to really consider where does your control, where does your um, the, your concern about what people think about you, your uh, concern of what would happen if... Uh, where do those things get in the way of the fullness of Jesus? And then ask a very simple question. Are, are you better at being in control or is he better at being in control? Because the reality is um, Jesus is fully actually in control. Whereas we are not at all. <laughs> we, uh, we think we are. We'd like to pretend that we are. But the reality is we're not in control. We're not capable of doing uh, these things on our own. Uh, God is able, even in the midst of the uncertainty of the world around us, to uh, manage our lives, to be fully in control. And so if we are going to be people who are fully in the river, we have to be willing to let go of control. And so I want to encourage you to consider that as we, uh, as we talk about being in the flow of the Spirit and being filled up with Him and being guided by Him. Uh, on Thursday, we'll talk about some of the barriers uh, to the river, some of the uh, reasons why we uh, don't get in the flow of the river. And tomorrow, you get to hear the Deeper and Wider podcast as we brainstorm together some of the things that we're still thinking about and processing as we come out of uh, the time together on Sunday. Until then, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you experience his goodness on you and in you, transforming you from the inside out and flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of today, and I will look forward to being back with you with a group tomorrow and then again on Thursday. Grace and peace to you.